Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always, the co-host with the mostest, Mr. Gimpy. <laughs> What's up, Chip? <laughs> What's up, Chip? The, the intros are getting more and more, more uh, intricate now. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, keeps it, it keeps it going. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's the so, tale yeah. that never ends, you know? <laughs> it's the tale that never Goes ends. on and on, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> right, dude. right, right, right. For sure, man. How you been, dude? You know... It's just magical. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like I woke up, I saw a video of somebody dropping their cell phone into the ocean, and then a baby beluga whale brought it back up to them. <laughs> there it is, man. There it is. So, you know, and it's like uh, all the comments were like, if you didn't capture this on film, nobody would have believed that this happened. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, you no, know, I got you. I got that's you. that's the seems... kind of algorithm I've been... Uh, cultivating over here just some sort of just just like some positive uh positive thinking there huh with the algorithm it's yeah like, just like any negativity i've just been being like not interested like you can do that there's like three little dots on like the video you click that and say yeah. get out of here i don't need this in my life uh, <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. i do that with like all the breaking news and stuff i'm just like i don't okay. somebody will tell me like i yeah it, it is so uh ingrained and indoctrined with like every person that you talk to like the first thing they're gonna tell you about is like oh would you watch this news i'm like nah but i'm yeah. sure you're gonna tell me about it and then i can get their perspective on it which is usually whatever you know they're regurgitating so yes. it is what it is right 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 I gotta say man I, I was, it was super fun uh, uh everyone listening uh chipped monk came up for my stream on uh wednesdays so we had a, yeah. we had a good time it was mondays halo wednesdays <laughs> Monday, Wednesdays, yeah, yeah. Ship happened, happened to be online, and I hit him up, and he joined yeah. up, and he actually stayed up pretty late too. Man, usually go to yeah. bed pretty early, just since you're. you're I had the day off. Straight. It wasn't a school night for me. Yeah, yeah. So Chip, I was Chip like, oh, stayed, I got man. tomorrow off. I have to say, for uh, for the lack of gameplay, the conversation was on point. Um, I was yeah. dying laughing, and the next day, well, so we got into a huge debate on uh the lord of the rings a amazon show where uh people were up in arms about the dwarven women not having beards and saying no it's not lore accurate <laughs> and then so i was like I posting up, up pictures posted, from like yeah. the hobbit and i was like yeah. Look at the beards here and you're like why do you care so much about i was like i don't it's the internet this is what happens when you cultivate a positive algorithm it's, it just <laughs> it was much like uh skywalker like the rise of skywalker where uh Palpatine was like, I am all the Sith. And uh, uh, Ray was like, I, I am all the Jedi. You were all the internet at that point, dude. <laughs> it was, it I was remember incredible. like uh, that second movie that they did, the new Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Where uh, Ray goes into that, you know, meets, you know, with Luke Skywalker. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he, she finds like some like. Trailers. Yeah. <laughs> she finds like some sort of, uh, you know, dark cave that she goes into and then i was like what about if the rest of that movie was just part of her jedi training like luke skywalker goes into like that training like in tantu or wherever it was the swamp yeah. with yoda that he yeah. has to fight like you know the shadow of darth vader i was like what if it's that but like you know more for jedis like this was like the fool experience uh would you be upset about that and then most people i talked to pre-release of that third movie with Elpa or palpatine were like dude no 
uh yeah i'd be really pissed off then after that movie came out i asked people the same question they're like yeah that's a good idea they should have just did that (laughs) (laughs) should have just uh, retconned that entire movie right 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 (laughs) ah man yeah i I won't get into the new star wars trilogy uh it's just it was one of those things where where you got like the nostalgia trip of the force awakens right where we are like like okay okay this is just this is just a new hope all over again but i'm here for it right it was You're new rising. hope times three You're everything rising. was three times bigger right it was um, like it's the moon now it's the size of a planet <laughs> i will say the movies got got worse the more like the more kylo ren kept taking off his damn mask he had the kids the one of the coolest fucking looks in the entire series and the dude it always takes off his mask dude i was like fucking not breathing that or what to fucking keep it on man like like if yeah. darth vader uh didn't have his cool ass like fucking drip right like all all series um and he looked like the fucking old man like when he yeah, took yeah. off his mask and fucking uh, Return of the Jedi. Cowardly I don't want to watch man. that shit. You know, I don't want to watch an old man. You know, I want to watch, watch a cowardly cool old man with a double seven chin, seven foot dude, and, and a fucking black, black fucking uh, armor shit. Uh, just you know, swinging on people, man. That's what I wanted to see. And uh, right. Kylo Ren looked cool as hell. The voice modulator thing, his voice sounded cool. And then he takes off his mask, and he's fucking Adam Driver. Looks like a little wiener, dude. I was like, God damn it. But you know, you know great. I thought those movies were all right. I'm going to say I don't like Star Wars, though. (laughs) Take it with the grain of salt where I'm like, these movies are good. Uh, uh, To me, it's just like all Star Wars, right? Like, I feel the same way about Jurassic Park, where it's like, if you want a movie with dinosaurs in it, that's the only game in town, baby. (laughs) They making nothing else except these horrible Jurassic Park spinoffs. Oh, man. Those, man. I I don't know how they're so successful. Because it's, it's the only game in town with dinosaurs. But, but man, that, that's another movie, man, where the qualities just go sh- straight down. Straight down, dude. Uh, I would like to see them try and do like a Dino Crisis movie with uh, the Capcom. Because yeah. they just tried that reboot with the Resident Evil. We were kind of amped for it. Yeah. Uh, I never Did actually watch went and watched it. Oh, the okay. Return to Raccoon City or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just watched some reviews on it. People were like, they tried to do too much with like what they had. I will yeah. say this. Here's the thing. It's a video game movie, right? But yeah. it fully embraces what it is. And uh, don't expect it to be like the next Schindler's List, right? But if you go in, you got a beer in your hand, and uh, you just you just turn your brain off for a little bit, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself with yeah. that. So, you know, you I, know, same with Star Wars and Jurassic Park, man. If you, if you can go to it with the right mindset of, uh, like, those movies are made for children. That's it, right? That's why they put out Star Wars like at Christmas time. It's to bring the yeah. whole family out. Yeah, it's it's Star a Christmas Wars is movie. A family event. Like tr- yeah. truthfully, um, when the prequel trilogy first was new, um, my dad, I I, I, th- I was in uh, I think I was in high school when that came out. Like no, I was in elementary school when or middle school when the first you know episode one came out. But then Attack of the Clones and uh, a Revenge of the Sith came out. I was in high school, I believe. And uh, my dad made it a point to take us out of school to go see Star Wars. Like he yeah. goes, he goes, this is a cultural event, 
and it's more important than whatever the fuck you're doing in school right now. So you're gonna go <laughs> see Star Wars. This like, is it was history. Like, it, it was never opening night, right? But it was always like like the next day. Like like yeah, you in never the, want like, to go opening because it was like it was like no, it was like uh, if you so go during the school a, day, like after right. like the opening weekend, dude, like they. they Nobody's going to be there. It's the perfect time to go. Yeah. You yeah. guys are we genius. Went, we went like, every, like the Monday after opening weekend, like for all of these movies. And yep. um, I got to say, man, I enjoyed myself, you know? You know, like uh, I liked Star Wars growing up, but, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't like a super fan. I'm still not. I just, I just like it, you know? Um, but, uh, the, the experience of seeing, and I think this is one of those things where what makes Star Wars so such a fan favorite is because as you said it's a family event and um it's a shared experience across generations right yeah like uh like i definitely like the original trilogy better um but my star wars is you know the new the prequel trilogy and my dad's star wars is the original trilogy you know um and my kids star wars will probably be the new trilogy just because you know they're of that age and they've already seen the first of the new trilogy you know um whatever i think of it it doesn't matter it's it's did that capture the sense of wonder that I felt watching the prequel trilogy or my dad felt watching the original trilogy on release. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Like regardless of how you feel about the movies, I think, you know, if we're going to rate them just, you know, I, I, I still think that, uh, uh, Attack I mean, of the Clones like, is the worst thing of all time, followed closely by Last Jedi. Is the two oh, did worst. you play uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the Kotor? Yes, yes. That game was a banger, dude. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's. I mean, we've seen like somehow in video games they've been able to do like a good Star Better Wars story Star Wars in the movies. Do yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't know. The movies like uh, they're just going to give us like a family friendly thing because like those games got like dark in places, man. They did. Uh, they did. They're, and I think we yeah. just kind of take it for granted because you know we, you know, it's, we're like, ah, it's video games. It's rated. You know, are these games rated mature? I think those are all. No, it's T. It was T. Yeah. yeah, they're all they're all T. I don't think there's all there will ever be a Star Wars rated M. Um, yeah. It was just but, there's no blood, but you're cutting dudes down into pieces. That's the interesting thing, right? To be rated teen, as long as there's no blood, you can cut off as many limbs as you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a lightsaber dude yeah exactly uh we made this man a paraplegic with a lightsaber but rated t yeah it's <laughs> a magic right. wand dude it's fine right. yeah 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 um uh, but you know i, th- I think I- i'm curious what the next cultural landmark uh, piece of cinema will be right because i finally saw your spider-man movie dude oh yeah what you think uh my biggest complaint is it should have been two movies. <laughs> I think like okay. movie one should have been him uh, dealing with the fallout, uh, you know, spoilers of being uh, Spider-Man. And the, okay. The premise is he gets exposed at the end of uh, whatever by Mysterio. Far from home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Far from home. And uh, yeah. this is like him like, oh, no, everybody knows I'm Spider-Man now. But yeah. for the most part, everybody seems pretty cool with it. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, you know, what can you do? They're like, you're kind of an asshole, but whatever. Uh <laughs> And like, uh, there's like consequences set. So I think like movie one should have been him just that dealing with the the fallout of that more and giving that okay. a little bit of time to breathe okay. uh, because if, it feels like very rushed and impulsive uh, when it comes to Dr. Strange, it's like, can we undo this somehow? Uh, so I, I think give that it a little time point, though. Cause he's a still a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Which is fine. But like, then I would have uh movie one would have been dealing with that and then fighting the villains that get okay. in from the other universes. Uh, and then the end of that movie would have been uh, trying to help out those villains. And then movie two would have been dealing with like the fallout from that. Uh, okay. Because like, it, I don't know. It just felt you, when you have 
you know, Spider-Man so and Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man. Like you want to yeah. be able to uh, experience that, you know. I I will say, uh, and that's like with, a, a really, you know, uh, not complaint complaint, right? It's like yeah, I wish yeah, there was yeah, more yeah. movie. Was, was more, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say the the thing that got me the most hype in the entire thing was seeing comic accurate goblin strength. Uh, Their yeah, apartment like fight. Eight hundred times stronger yeah, than well, it's, it's like eighty. It's like ten to eighty, I think. It's um, yeah. um and he's, but he's a little bit stronger than the he captain. like straight MMA. Uh, you know, Peter through the fucking floor in the apartment fight scene. Not to do super spoilers, but uh, that I was <laughs> like that whole scene, dude. I was on the edge of my seat, like holy shit, we're finally getting comic comic strength. You know, Goblin and shit. I was yeah. I was fucking hyped, dude. Um, yeah, uh, but. You know, like I said, I, I I enjoyed that movie. I'm glad you've got to see. Did you see it in theaters or uh, or, or is it out on streaming yet? I can't. I don't even know. It's out, out in theaters. Oh, okay, okay. Still, yeah, out. still out there. Perfect, dude. Yeah. Dope, dope. There's yeah, man. I I think that uh, I'm glad you saw it. So I, you know, it's funny. I've seen every Marvel movie except for the Eternals to this day. I okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's I haven't on seen Disney Plus. The Eternals I just either. I just can't. It's like three hours long. And I'm not interested in any of the characters nor the story, so it's really tough for me to just start watching it. Um, I got spoiled for the end credit scene featuring one of my favorite comic characters of all time that we brought up on the pod before. So I want to watch it just for that, but yeah. we'll see. Maybe I'll like it. You know, maybe it's one of those things where where me not being interested in it will lower my expectations. So I it actually sounds, enjoy it. it. Sounds a little bit like it almost has the same problem as like uh, Lord of the Rings, where it's like they want you characters. to like. No, just like the scope of time is so great that yeah. the, it never feels like there's any urgency. Because yeah. like in the the Lord of the Rings, like that trilogy takes place over like 20 years or something. Yeah. But like you have to like bring it down to like, you know, two hours per movie to like uh, really give I mean, a sense of tension. All of them are three hours though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like if you get the extended editions, it's like 24 hours. It's like a day to watch. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but even that, you know, it's like... Uh, you still break it down for a movie to make it like interesting where there's like every movie feels like, Oh, we got to feel like we got to rush. Whereas like in the books, it's like, yeah, this is over in like 20 years, you know, it's just whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got time. Speaking We're just walking the there. Uh, have you ever done the extended edition watch marathon where you watch the extended editions of the, both all of the Hobbit movies and all of the Lord of the Rings movies? Never. Literally takes it takes like eighteen hours, dude. It's I know, it's like literally uh, sometimes theaters would do that, like in the long, long ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The before times, <laughs> the before times when people uh, could go outside and enjoy when the people, movies. <laughs> when people could go outside to go to a movie theater for twenty four hours straight <laughs> and watch all of the Lord of the Rings extended editions. Yes, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so on the gaming front, man, are you doing anything? Anything uh, gaming wise? Either dev uh, or uh, playing? No, I've still just been drawing. Like that's it. Yeah. Just been <laughs> sketching, working on more digital art. Uh, I'm improving. I ordered. This is how serious I am. I'm ordered new sketchbooks, man. I got some uh, sketchbooks now. And, you know, I got that on the way. I got some pencils and some pens. I got like a whole set of art stuff new art supplies uh and then i was like looking at people doing like hand-drawn animations in clip studio and i was like i could probably do that Uh, yeah so yeah i I don't know i think i'm I'm moving towards that springtime now uh the fall's over just do art uh and then like this usually leads into painting (laughs) like my game dev cycle is like 
clocked out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but, but then when you go back to game dev, you'll be leveled up in art. So yeah, interesting, man. Yeah. yeah How have I even uh, making any progress on the game dev side? No, um, I, I haven't worked on it at all this week. Uh, I had uh, I had my vacation, and uh, the vacation was not as relaxing as you would think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I did. It, I had my vacation on the week of Elden Ring and King of Fighters 15's release. Well, 15 came out last week, but my shipment was delayed. Thanks, Amazon. Uh, shout out for you know shipping that like four days later than release. So nice. thanks for that. I've heard they've just been lying, straight up lying about like shipping times now because they even pre-ordered the game and they're it's when you pre-order on Amazon, it's supposed to be day of release. Fucking oh. four or five days later, like eat my ass, Amazon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. uh but whatever. We say salty. that but we still support we're this still, heartless yeah, conglomerate, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're the same people are like, well those workers really need to unionize and get like healthcare benefits. But we're also like, man, fuck them workers. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember like uh, they were doing that. I was like telling people that they're unionizing. And they're like, oh, that's bullshit. They're taking advantage of the uh, everything that's going on. And I was like, yeah, they want to uh, have a sick leave in case they get the, you know, the coof. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. they want to be notified if somebody else is sick. And they're like, oh, sure. I, I mean, that sounds really reasonable. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like. Uh, it's hard to bargain that down when they don't have that before. So, so. true, true. Yeah, man. Uh, I just this this kind of brings us into today today's topic. Uh, Elden Ring came out, yeah. fucking bang banger of a game. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Everybody's uh, been playing it except me. Un- <laughs> Unfortunately, I bought it on PC instead of console. And uh, from software is notorious for having pretty shoddy PC ports. It's gotten better. I'll say like Dark Souls three when that came out on PC pretty solid you know uh unfortunately elden ring suffers from stutters cra- uh, minimal crashes uh some people's controllers weren't working i guess um <laughs> just it's like in playing a souls game with the keyboard and mouse you'd, you you want to fucking pull out your eyes and stomp on them and never like even witness someone doing that again just because it's so bad uh you know, I'm sure people there there are fucking chads out there who who play with their keyboard and mouse, and I know there's guys who play with you know a Guitar Hero controller and shit. But that's not me. Uh, so I play with the no. controller and all that. Um, but the game, yeah, man, playing with your flight stick back there, yeah, plugged no, it in. You're no, like, no, this no. isn't supported. This is bullshit from right, so. right, trash, <laughs> trash game. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, uh, the game itself is really, really good. Um, a lot of reviews are calling it, you know, one of the greatest games of all time. And I was like, man, that's a little premature. Then I jump in and start playing, and I'm like, I can see how they got to so that conclusion. You know, it's really good, and you lose time from playing it. Right? I started playing that game at uh, like five o'clock on release day. I fucking blink, and it's four a.m. Like, oh. <laughs> huh. you know how'd that happen you know uh, i played it a couple more times and uh you know it's 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 been fun i've been you know the stuttering it's there but it's not like a game breaker but it's annoying some people <laughs> mine mine hasn't been as bad as other people other people are like stuttering on bosses and shit yeah. and uh you know i at first i was like maybe it's it's hardware but you know i have a you know a 2070 super and uh I, i'm stuttering my buddy has a fucking 3090 and he's stuttering and he's actually crashing a bunch so i'm like okay they need to release a patch and they've come out and said oh yeah we need to release a patch so yeah. hopefully soon but but it's it's disappointing that the PC community has to deal with this, and it's not even this is not the first time, you know this is this is 
every time there's a multi multi generational release, you hope the PC version isn't buggy. And why is that? Because they build these games on PC. You know, uh, yeah, a lot dude. of them target consoles. Currently, um, Elden Ring runs the best on the Xbox Series X. Um, I have uh, another friend who's playing it on the PlayStation Five who has dealt with crashes on a console. <laughs> so, so uh, you know the. This only happened to me in uh, new gen consoles. It's like where the games will actually crash on me. Yeah, Uh, we're you were there when we're playing that new uh, cyber game where it was like top down shooter. Yes, yeah, the descent. Like that game was crashing on us, but we're playing on last gen. Uh, yeah, it so it wasn't a, like an SRX, but it was uh, the Xbox One X. Yeah, yeah, but still, like that was crashing. Right, but that's yeah. No excuse, man. No excuse. No excuse to crash on a console that you target. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's how I feel about that. Like if if your shit's crashing on your targeted system, like you got why'd you release this? You know? <laughs> yeah. It it definitely seems more and more like games are coming out like this as well, where it's like mm-hmm. they, they know they can do the day one patch. A lot of this stuff uh it's like known quantities as well that they get in qa where they're like oh yeah this stuff's broken some of the yeah. stuff uh i think you can give them a pass for like people trying to play the game with like a flight stick or whatever uh they're like yeah my controller isn't supported it's like there's a lot of controllers out there so it's hard to support everything but like well, I mean, if you're you playing like the driver you know what i mean you should recognize yeah. it as a controller but you know I, I, a lot of times i think when we're in uh the game creation side of it we think of solutions that are pretty simple, but you know, it's never that simple. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I'm like, okay, you just, you just enable support for the X input driver and you're good to go. Right. But other people, they're like, okay, we need support for legacy game, game pads, stuff like that. And maybe they're doing a custom engine or something. Although I know they're not because they use the unreal engine to make it. So <laughs> yeah, so it shouldn't be that hard. Or maybe they don't uh, use the unreal engine. I might be talking out of my ass. From, <laughs> for me, when I'm messing with the, unity like they have like their universal like controller input spreadsheet that they made now yeah uh, even that like if you're trying to add controller support if you don't go in right away thinking about that uh you can get pretty far into a project and then when you try and put a controller in there you're like oh i need to like Ooh, rewrite a lot of this yeah. code yeah yeah, I feel for for uh, the, the from guys like they target with controller first, and then that's when PC play- they're like, oh yeah, we have to support PC players, and they're like, ooh, that sucks. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, give me give me uh, one second here to take yeah. care of something. Sip on some drink. And- Sorry for the interruption, guys. I just had uh, yeah. some kids to deal with, but um, so like from stuff usually always targets controllers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is fine. From I the mean, ground up. And, and here's the thing they they've they've built up such a rabid following that unfortunately and, and I hate saying this and I'm probably going to get some flack for this but they might be in the Bethesda boat for PC gamers where despite the bugs they can do no wrong because people are now expecting it they're expecting a poor PC port from from software they will complain the about it they will complain about it but um they will still play they'll still purchase and that's that's uh kind of where bethesda was right they they've re-released skyrim like 40 times now and the game's over a decade old and yeah. you're st- and still it's busted. still buggy still buggy <laughs> as hell you know like like when you when you have a game that's like where you have youtube compilation videos of the current version of the game being buggy as shit 
something's wrong, dude. Like that is not yeah. that should not be the status quo, man. So that's what I wanted to propose today with with today's topic, man. Really game devs who are releasing known buggy games and getting away with it why why did cyberpunk get fucking dragged over the coals for doing what bethesda does every release would have gotten away with it too if it had been for you damn kids (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. no and and i know the reason why right but i just want to talk about it i want to talk about why you know like like from software uh the original dark souls when that got released on pc the uh prepare to die edition that shit was broken as fuck. Not even the online work, man. You had to, you had to, to this day, download a fan patch to uh, play it as intended to be. They released the enhanced edition, which actually, you know, fixed shit. But still, the uh, fan, the Dark Souls fan patch was still better than the orig- than the actual release they gave us. So, yeah. so. It, it, it's, you know, it's it's just accept, accept, accepted because the game is so damn good. But why do people a, get away with this? It's a good comparison, too, because uh, Bethesda has built up goodwill by making ambitious games. And it's weird that CD Projekt Red has gotten as much flack as they have because they've also built up goodwill by fixing their busted-ass games. Because I think it was like The Witcher 2 came out just like broken and unplayable. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to fix this. And they yep. spent like three years like working on getting it to like be fixed and then i think even after the witcher 3 was released they still were putting out fixes for witcher 2 yeah uh, and then they're like yeah we're, we're fixing our game we, we're gonna do right by you guys uh so it's weird that a company known for like fixing their jank ass game got more flack for like putting out a busted game than uh i don't know maybe they, they set the bar too high of like fixing games and then like doing right and then like learning their engine and putting out like a working product yeah consistently just put it out like jank uh and they don't stop. gives you toothpicks and bubble gum and calls it a game every time and yeah. then if, yeah, everyone's everyone's edition of their toothpick and bubble gum game is a little different one has less toothpicks than the other one has more bubble gum you know what i mean like <laughs> maybe this is the jurassic park effect my friend man uh where it's like the only game in town going for like these big grandiose ambitious uh <laughs> worlds so yeah. everyone just gives it a pass like much like jurassic park where you're like why do people still go to these movies you know what i <laughs> like, think I th- you, you might be right with the, the with the expansive open world you're gonna have more bugs um just in general just from how big and scope your game is like like i think one game that kind of got away with it kingdoms of mlo uh, reckoning right yeah. uh one one game based by one studio the ball, uh baseball guy i can't remember his name but uh one game, mad lad's vision yeah, yeah. game one one guy's vision that just puts out a banger of a game and then like like but spends way too much money and just fucking bankrupts you know, the company lost bankrupts himself I think right? he's probably in jail <laughs> right but, but you know a banger of a of a of a game now you're right man i think i think scope is it but why did cg project cd project red get raked over the coals and i i think i have the answer but i'll let you are you are you done can i uh no and and it seems like the cyberpunk was going for that scope finally but like everything that they did in it was just kind of it just seemed like over promised by whoever was in charge of marketing and like whoever was giving them like their bullet points uh they quietly removed things from like marketing stuff i think it's i think that was a bigger thing too is just like the years of hype building up to like you can't just like keep promising uh, gumdrops and rainbows, and then like when yeah. it comes, when the check comes, do be like, oh yeah, you know, open world check. What can you do? It's like, no, dude, you said this was you working, can, yeah, right, you know, like right. two years ago. You fuck. So, <laughs> so there's always there is always something when you have uh, cross generational releases, right? Yeah. 
I figured Cyberpunk would be broken on release, right? I, I didn't have the hype everyone else did for it. I didn't even buy it. I still haven't bought it. Uh, the reason being... Still not uh, worth buying. I would uh, say, like, wait for yeah. the next sale. <laughs> okay. And they have, like, a bigger patch plan, I think, uh, the middle of this year. Okay. I've heard it's They've a lot better now. It. They've been like, fixing it. Yeah. Uh, still yeah, which, which we figure they would, right? But here's the thing. These guys, it's a, it was a it was a FPS RPG hybrid. These guys have made third-person RPGs, right? They've never done the FPS genre. They've never done first-person shooters. So I, already I was uh, I was like, mm, well, hopefully it's okay, right? Yeah, they're really um, out of their wheelhouse. They it, the development cycle was so long that it it was it was originally targeted for you know the last gen consoles, the PS PS4, Xbox One. Uh, it, it it was in such a long gestation cycle that they're like, oh hey, uh, we're going to support the new consoles, and actually that's what we're targeting now. But it'll yeah. still come out on the other consoles. So they and they switched their target from the old consoles to the new and which completely fucked the old consoles over and uh they they uh went on release when they were releasing like screenshots and things and then like other other impressions they've never released screenshots or videos of the game running on the ps4 or the xbox one and yeah. that's a huge red flag. And anyone listening, if it's if it's cross generational time, and you own an old console, and a game's coming out, and that version will be on your on your uh, co- own console as well, fucking great! Like red flag it all the time if you never see a screenshot for the system <laughs> for the game on your system. I always because think of it as just like asked. those. Uh... Game Boy Advance ports. Remember, like, when like yeah. uh, Super Nintendo would have like the Game Boy version of like the same game. Yeah. It's like it's gonna be like Terminator, just like the game you got on the Super. It's like no, it's not, bro. It's gonna be like a scuffed ass, nerfed down like version. Even if it's like right. the same developer, dude. Like it's a, it's right. gonna be a different experience. So for sure, for sure. So I mean, the fact that that all of this happened in CD Projekt Red, and you know they had no reason to say anything because the game was already, it was like the highest pre-order, pre-order sales ever, you know, yeah. like they have no reason to come out and go, yeah, it's shitty. And, and even they tried fixing it, man. They tried, they're going, Hey, we're going to delay this. Cause it's still not up to where uh, it's not up to par. We're going to delay it again. It's not up to par. Um, I think their delay cycles were too short. The game should get, yeah. that game should have came out probably last year versus, you know, two years ago, you know, or is it, yeah. has it been two years? Maybe, well, whatever. It's like a year um, and a half. Came yeah, out towards the yeah. end of the. It probably year. needed another year of gesta- gestation. Yeah. So I think really that's why, like, uh, these newer games just don't uh, get the flack, dude. It's just the the marketing cycle, the dev cycles. Like, yeah, uh, was it Elden Rings? Like, does that from Soft? I think they've built up a lot of goodwill. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, Armored Core, Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Yeah, they. Yeah, man. I, uh, I don't Bloodborne, remember really Sekiro. hearing anything about this new game that they're doing, but you know, it could be because of how I cultivate my YouTube right? algorithm. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's only All the right? biggest release of the year so far, dude, and probably of the entire year. I've only uh, seen people playing like Lost Ark and uh, this game, Rings of Elden. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Elden Ring, as you know, like the George R. R. Martin had a hand in in the w- world building. So people people who don't typically who don't typically play Souls games were interested because of that. Um, I actually think George R. R. Martin's a hack, but that's just me. You know, I think I, he's I, all right. I, don't know. I, th- I think he's a guy who has great grandiose ideals, and from software used him exactly for that because yeah. he cannot 
dive in and do intricacies and actually end a story. He's um, like Kojima, dude. Like Kojima just throws out wild shit, and then somebody he needs like somebody in the room to be like, no, uh, and like <laughs> bring down his. I remember get like an idea for a like a bad guy who's like powers like photosynthesis, and somebody was like, no, Kojima. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no! I'm down, man. They got quiet. Yeah. That's how she breathes, man. Just <laughs> there you go. They uh, just repurpose it later on, He's, right? Yeah, yeah it, man. It seems like uh, you need like a big ideas guy though when you're making like big grandiose worlds, uh, and like you need other writers. There's usually a team of writers, like in, in any game like this, where you need like five or six writers. Uh, you have like your primary quest writers. You have like dialogue writers you have like people just writing off one-off dialogues where they just generate just random stuff for people to say like npcs uh right. so then you Everything. have like your main uh plotters who will take like the story beats and then you have other people who will, like try and tie in uh branches of those story beats yeah uh, it's usually I, I a will say you, you have i know you haven't played any of the souls games um there's mostly because of the bad every- writing dude like the, the that first souls game like nothing's explained there's no writing like you they're like everyone's like it's an experience you gotta figure shit out from the world and like i know it's gotten better with like the re-release where they fixed what? a lot of dialogue no no uh, they didn't do anything any of that no yeah because <laughs> no. it's like you had to like go to a wikipedia and i remember watching the remake where they're like yeah we just took like the wikipedia and put it in the game now no because no. people were like we're like every time somebody has to leave the game to go to wikipedia we know we failed it uh no no the, the the, the it's the game is is a layered onion man it's the shrek reference uh all the entire world and story building was done through the, uh, the end games like the, like your I, everything had to do with the story the your items your the people you were talking to the merchants the you you had it, the game is purposefully vague to have you explore deeper it's it's made like that and it's the only game in town that's really doing that successfully i think the yeah. fact that you just haven't played the game uh you're you're discounting the fact of everyone else's discovery of it you have to unwrap the story and you have to do that with elden ring as well elden ring is probably the e uh, i'd say bloodborne probably easier to get into or sekiro definitely the easiest to get into story-wise because sekiro is more of a traditional game that's just kind of giving a beat by beat but uh um, the soul series uh demon souls dark and uh i'll say elden ring as well you, uh the items are going into the lore um they're like elden ring you're dealing with like like dung right you're you're pretty much eating shit to heal yourself or whatever you're the tarnished there's like fucking shit piles of things that you like break down and you eat and you eat to heal yourself give yourself buff stuff like that um why uh, well if you read the lore um you'll understand why you know so it's the lore in the game though do i have to go somewhere else yes yes it. it's always in the game every everywhere it's there All you right. have to pay attention that and that's what that's what the beauty of dark of dark souls was when it when it came out or demon souls before for sure but dark souls because of, of the entirety of the zeitgeist really got it's into kinda it. like a mass but, effects style thing where there's like a huge encyclopedia of information yeah. about like planets and stuff and like I'm good, yeah. dude. I don't. If you choose, to I don't even get want to learn it, about our there. world, the, the real world, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, man. If you choose, to I get watched into it, a video there. about the history of uh, Narnia, dude. Like the timeline of like the events, the Golden Age, the Dark Age, how yeah. a lion sang the entire world into existence, and how he sang off the closure into the real world <laughs> from the closet, dude. That was 17 minutes long, and I felt like I kind of wasted my time. <laughs> See, then, <laughs> like, then I think that, I think like was, the Souls games aren't for you then, man. Cause yeah, man. That's, I know that about myself. And, like yeah. Everyone else is like, you're going to love it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Because I will say, like... <laughs> down like that Lord of the Rings uh, 
fiction breaking down like Lord of the Rings stuff, like timelines <laughs> of that. That's great. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. Uh, Demon Souls had such a the game's been out for long enough where I, I feel okay with this, but just in case, spoilers. Um, if you pay attention to Demon Souls lore as you're going through it, um, they mentioned the great old one. They mentioned the great old, like the the, the oldest being there is who you have to you're going who has the demon souls and all that right so you like um, the you finally, it's the final boss no. of the game right and it's an amorphous blob and throughout the game it tells you that um it has it has no form uh it's something you cannot explain it's it, it, they were they were kind of teasing this. but you can kill it right. <laughs> the sword yeah, yeah, they they were teasing this the entire time, and then you fight it, and it's the easiest boss in the game, the final, the, f- the penultimate boss in Demon Souls, easiest boss in the game. Uh, I don't even think you have to block really, <laughs> um, but it's the journey to get there. Uh, this this all powerful being, right, of just massive qualities. It 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 affected the but entire a world, but once you battle the infection the actual physical form of this thing was a blob right some people were like what the fuck but if you paid attention to the lore you understand it's it's the power of of uh just controlling everything else that made this pull out your spoon and beat that pudding cup into (laughs) exactly into submission dude so and then that's what that's when uh the youtuber vatavidia got his entire career for because people such as yourself who are playing these games go the story is terrible and no it's not you just have to un- unpack it you have to unpack it from all of these games yeah. and maybe that's not maybe that's not the way you want to experience a story and that's all right but it doesn't make yeah. it bad it does not no, make it bad i've never said it's bad i said it's like, straight up said it was terrible no, I said I said it's not for me dude it would be terrible <laughs> for me okay, like, okay. Uh, right. i'm not saying it's gonna be terrible for everybody i'm yeah, saying yeah, like, put your pitchforks down uh souls fans just, <laughs> just backpedaling <laughs> no no i think like if i don't know, maybe play it back maybe i did say that <laughs> it's a terrible game this game makes right. no sense you have to yeah. use a Wikipedia to figure out what's going on or watch a YouTube video of somebody explaining why you find a big old jello pudding cup at the end of it uh, <laughs> with the spoon and like why it can be defeated by a sword and why like yeah. that resets the world at the end. It don't make no dang sense. <laughs> uh, Dark Souls it. does a better job than Demon Souls in uh, explaining itself. And even that you have to unpack the story. But but if when you fight the main bosses in Dark Souls, it the, the the game kind of you know it's it's more to the point but if you want to in, like get deeper into the lore of the world and you know all that like like to reignite reignite the first flame you there's more to it than that and it's every this, item i can tell is from soft has kind of been like atlas where they've always just throwing shit at the Other wall shit. yeah and then like see what sticks they're just like oh we're gonna do mechs games we're gonna do some rpg like atlas was like the same way until they hit a uh, persona like, yeah. they, like if you look Even at like their persona back is kind of still it's still wacky and they do whatever the fuck yeah. they want right yeah but they like found their niche and like yeah they're like we're doing pokemon but with demons uh yeah. like you can sell that to people i'm like yeah all right i'll go check this weird japanese game out yeah. uh, and i'll import it for my playstation one yeah and then like you know years later now it's like a main stay everyone's like yeah, yeah. persona's dope it's crazy yeah it's like i know it's always been crazy you're like, you're like i've always known <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I feel like man. it's the same thing with like FromSoft, where they just throw like wacky and crazy ideas at the wall. Did they make a game where it's like you have to go defeat a tree? I think that was like their original big amorphous blob was a giant tree that On you have Kingsfield. to like field. Yeah, and use a sword, the magic sword of whimsy, and like I think that was I think it. that was like the first or second Kingsfield game. It wasn't like the main boss, but I'm pretty sure you fought a tree in one of those. I I, I rarely played them. Um, what's funny is Kingsfield is kind of like the progenitor of uh, Dark Souls, right? 
And uh, my friend, my my best friend growing up, right? His little brother loved Kingsfield, and we didn't get it. We we're like, "What the fuck? This game sucks. It's slow. It's it's way too difficult for how slow it is. What the fuck is this?" But he he was telling me is like the one of the best games he's ever played. He's like, "You just got to get into it." And you know, ten fifteen years later, Dark Souls or Demon Souls comes out, and Dark Souls comes out and it becomes a fucking banger of a game, and it just kind of expanded on a lot of what Kingsfield did. Uh, so. You know, like like I was wrong. <laughs> you know? I'm say something. Are we in our safe space here? Uh, Morrowind yes. never beat it. Yeah, me I always, just, I always just get lost doing other things in that game because there's so much to do. Where I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna try and like max out some random skill or try and become an ultimate burglar or yeah. just try and kill the first guard I see. I always get like sidetracked with some random uh, objective I give myself. You know. I'm never I mean, like, yeah. I don't have the patience to like follow the main storyline. It's like I don't care. Do my own. <laughs> I'm making my own story. I'm the hero of my own journey. I don't think like I've played so. Elder Scrolls is interesting. Um, so just everyone here, uh, I do not vibe with the Elder Scrolls universe. Um, I don't vibe with the gameplay. Um, it's just it's just at the end of the day, you know, not every game is for you. And You're saying Elder it's Scrolls a terrible game. You guys I, I am not. I am not because I know <laughs> not. Um, but that being said, I've played uh, Elder Scrolls Arena. That was my first, you know, time getting to, as I said, I've, I've owned a PC my most of my life. So I've played a lot of the big temple PC releases growing up and Elder Scrolls Arena was one of them. Um, you know, it's, it's like, all right and uh i'm like ah, this seems too much but i was like maybe i'm too young for it morrowind comes out and uh you know i'm like oh okay so you can do anything in this game and it's 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 a huge world and i'm playing it but it was too huge and i'm like i don't know what, what i'm doing or whatever I felt like, like the fable like do games were better yeah and uh because it was more linear like it gives you like a, yeah, a real, that's what, right right a railroad and like want. an experience <laughs> yeah um, so then, uh, you know, I've come to, to respect that Morrowind and uh, Elder Scrolls in general aren't aren't for me. That being said, when Bethesda took over Fallout and that came out, I loved that. So maybe it's just the setting. Who knows? Because like everyone's saying, like Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Game, dude, with, it's like the with Fallout that. games were busted AF. The Fallout Bethesda games, yes. Yeah, the Black Isle games were not. Those games are fucking no bangers. solid. <laughs> yeah, those are well oiled yeah. machines. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's weird that like they just keep getting away with like putting out like busted games and like we said maybe it's like a scope problem when you make games that are so big like yeah you're gonna have like weird problems with geometry or story or like the order the quest are given yeah. or like stuck in like dialogue loops but what's interesting right is is people give you know bethesda a pass for this um but uh you know fallout a pass but that's still bethesda these guys but um I was thinking, you know who makes big ass open worlds that are really fucking solid? Rockstar, right? Yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't think I like as far as the single player campaign. I've never encountered a bug, ever. They're spending like almost a billion dollars on those games. <laughs> True, <laughs> like, but develop but, them for like ten years. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption One. I don't think I've ever encountered. No, I had one mission bug where the mission wouldn't complete. Um, but yeah. then I reloaded a save and then there was a patch, so it was fine. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, like the single player portion, don't think I've encountered. Like, if there's some jank can relate to the physics, but don't think I've ever encountered a true, like, game breaking bug, you know? Uh, is there uh, any in World of Warcraft, like MMORPGs? 
Yeah, those are those have a scope forever. I think the bugs in there are always glossed over, though, right? They're never they always get patched really quick whenever they're game breaking. Yeah, I think true, that's the major true. problem as well. Is like there's there seems to be no sense of urgency from developers when there's some sort of game breaking bug. They're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll get to it when we get to it. Like they have like a a time frame for when they're doing big patches, and yeah. they're not like about like the little fixes, but. There's little fi- like they have the ability to push out like little fixes to fix like a, a small problem, where it's like, hey, this is a game breaking bug, like just fix that and put it out. Like you can put this patch out within like an hour or two. And like we've seen fans make patches to games that are broken, where they're like, oh, you just gotta do this. You gotta like adjust like a a Dell file or like inject like something into a code to like get it working with the controller right. Uh, yeah. And like fans will make the fix within like that same day of like a launch game. And like the big companies, like oh well, we, we, you gotta wait. I don't know. LOL, sucks to suck, kid. <laughs> like it's like no man, just have like somebody on your team just like push out like a quick fix. Like yeah. it, you have the have all the abilities, all the tools. You have better tools than like most uh, fans of your game that are like ho- cobbling together like some sort of quick fix to right. it. Like right, it, you have zero excuse with like the the way modern infrastructure set up around your game to not be able to do a, a small fix and then yeah. i guess from there you would say like well what constitutes like what needs to be done out and like quick fast fixes and what can be done in like normal patches for like uh getting things and i would say like anything that breaks the game and if it's like breaking the game for more than i don't know like one percent of your players you should probably uh fix it immediately but right Right. I don't think like Yeah, there's something about that, man. Like uh let's 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 look at three for three, right? Uh Halo Infinite open world, right? Big open world. Uh there's some definitely some definite bugs in there, but uh you know, like one time a mission wouldn't pop, things like that. Three for three and three for three's multiplayer. Fucking game crashed all the goddamn time. It took them three yeah. months to fix it, dude. Um I, I haven't played much of the new patch, but um I haven't experienced the crash yet, knock on wood. But uh I think it's. I think at that point you got to blame publisher, right, for pushing the game out anyway. Because uh, every single survey three four three released, it's like, hey, what's wrong with the game? Including in the early flights, it's like, hey, this fucker crashes on occasion. Hey, this fucker crashes on occasion. Game yeah. comes out. Hey, this motherfucker's crashing still on occasion. You know, two months definitely, later, crashing. You know, it's like fix it. Yeah, you know, publisher definitely months. pushed it out. They had like their milestones of they're like, oh, we got the anniversary coming up. We want to just release part of it. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll just release the rest of it at this part. And they're like, I don't think you guys know how games work and you own a video game company. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's wild and wacky. Uh and it, it seems like finally because of the weird internet outrage culture that we have in like the quick news cycle, people are finally starting to take like massive action where like you see like countries like australia like stepping up and being like no you can't do this like yes. you have to be able to like take refunds you have to be able to like give back uh like people's time and energy that they gave you because like you decide to put out like a half-baked like yes. product like you purposely misled people uh maybe maliciously or not like in your advertising the way you presented this uh you're, you're putting up like you're basically a flim flam man, like promising the moon, but like delivering like nothing, you know, flim flam man. <laughs> the, the vaporware you're selling vaporware. And like, uh, and that's, I don't think it's necessarily like bad intentions. Like we've, 
you know, discussed multiple times on this podcast. Like when you're a developer, there are multiple layers to the onion. Like you have like the, the publisher, you have marketing, you have like the developer, and then like you have other, uh, what they call them stakeholders as well that are involved in this process. So it's not necessarily like a dude, like Dr. Evil. It's not a, let me give it one second. What? So it's not like there's a giant cabal of these CEOs uh, looking to like put out broken products. Like yeah, like Blizzard's uh, Bobby Kodak, yeah, you know, uh, CD Projekt where it was got like Adam Kuski. Uh, you got Bethesda's Todd Howard from Software it was Hideka uh, Miyazaki. Uh, I, I don't think they're like sitting around like how can we put out like a broken game and steal profiteer from these no. people as much as like it, it's a huge business and i don't think like they're looking at like any one particular game and like how it does to put like base their entire business metric off of they're looking at like everything from like budgets to uh timelines to uh management they're they're, it's a business like right they're trying to run a good business and they're not trying to put out like a busted product like i don't think that's anybody's goal i think like very rarely do we see people just like over promising because they're not uh media train like you saw like with like no man's skies sean murray where they yeah. like they just threw him like you know he, rapid questions and he was just like promising like you know the the sky no man's sky <laughs> he's yeah. like oh, i could do this 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 and uh this and like you know maybe that was like a bullet point at some point like with the team that they thought about but it wasn't yeah. like nowhere near that and like you know even that like it took them years to like get the game to what they initially promised but like i mean you know they did it though. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like they, yeah, you know, it was, it was a smaller team though, and like, true. Uh, it, it's weird because you want to give people and companies like the benefit of the doubt, but like the outliers, like No Man's Sky, are like uh, was CD Projekt Reds with like The Witcher Two when they're still like a small studio and they like a lot rides on like their reputation. Like yeah. you, you see that kind of fizzle out when it comes to like bigger studios like uh, you know Bethesda where they put out like the same uh, game you know, for the 50th time with like all the same problems yes. still. And it's like, yes, guess the, 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 the Bethesda uses the same engine every time too is, is yeah. more, it's like you didn't fix this, fix this between releases. The fuck's wrong with you. Yeah. They you always know? just point to the engine too. That's like their scapegoat. It's like, Oh, it's just how the engine works. It's like, it's the engine bro, what made. the, <laughs> <laughs> we could have put this all to a better engine yeah. Uh, yeah. in the same amount. Of, like you've had years to deal with this years. Like you need to get off this engine. So, uh, you know, I was thinking as I, uh, and everyone listening and watching, just, you know, apologize for the uh, disruptions. I've had, my kids have been running back and forth, so I've been um, dealing with them. But as I was uh, dealing with them last, this last time, I was, I was thinking. Um, so I, I work in, you know, the IT field on the financial side and for my day job. And uh, we release a patch every month. Um, we release hot fixes um, as needed. Um, in the past three months, we've released, uh, there was a one crucial bug fix that everyone was all hands on deck and we were um, uploading them to servers. There was uh, uh, three, four patches. Um, and I'm not talking about the big patches where it's an amalgamation of stuff, but I'm talking about like, specific things. There are about four specific patches that we had to upload um, for just for shit to work. Now, the project that i work on and that i'm working with is a large constantly evolving live project um but 
you know, shit breaks. And I understand that. And shit that's been working for years will break now because something else was updated on a on, from a third party that we don't use. So I was thinking, you know, game game engines aren't just it's not just the engine, right? Their uh, engines are comprised of multiple parts. You know, the Havoc yeah. physics engine, uh, you know, a different sound engine. You got yeah, we have so many parts working together where you know one part could update and break every everything else. So I was thinking. You know, maybe with these giant open worlds, there's a bunch of different systems monitoring other different things. There's um, AI subroutines that are that are like just con- concerned with nothing but pathing, right? Let's yeah. say you have you have that concerning with pathing, and you have that tied to like your your memory limitations, and that's tied to you know something like the player's field of view. You know, it's weak one thing; those three things can get fucked. You know, I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's that, and just like like things like like that, right? So, how do you fix that? Um, I think that you fix that by minimalizing the time for failure. So you have uh, every game, every every game has milestones on creation, right? Um, yeah. Bug testers should be in sooner rather than later, you know. And I think Bethesda's notorious for this is they they don't do uh, testing until the game until a lot of the quest lines complete they're ready to um, release they're like all yeah, right release yeah, pretty, it pretty close like getting on our so beta i think and the game releases two weeks later it's yeah, like bro it's not a yeah. beta so i think i think more more testing earlier in the dev cycle will be the answer this you is know? why i don't um, uh, pay for beta access or early access because i'm like that's somebody's job dude i'm not gonna bug <laughs> fix this game for you you right. need to pay people to fix this game like there's a specific like uh, skill set that people who test games know. They know yes. how to like try and break things in certain ways to like get certain results. Like they're yes. actively there, there's a different mindset of like playing a game and actively trying to break a game. Uh, and like they, you can do both, but I would say like most people who are trying to play your game are just trying to play your game. They're not yeah. like actively trying to break your game. So yeah, it's a, yeah. It's weird. It, it, you need to pay people for that. And like, you need to get them in early to do that. Like it's, it is what it is. I know like they're coming up with like AI solutions where the, it was like a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters yeah, type of scenario yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they just do everything and like whatever breaks then we know where like the leaks are happening. So I mean, that, exactly, that's man. definitely like a good first pass is like, I think AI will start to provide some of those solutions. Uh, but at the same time, like you're still going to be paying somebody to like develop those systems yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, you're not going like, to get past that portion like nothing, right. nothing's free like you got like this is all it really comes down to right when we talked about like the the cabal of ceos like ha ha, ha. i think yeah. it's like they look at the money and they're like all right do we want to pay like you know two percent more across the entire development to like try and get a, a better product and then like it's kind of a chicken egg situation because like there's no way to really clearly like plot out that metric of like if we test early how much do we save at the back end? Because like, we don't know how much is broken at the back end because we already fixed it. Right. It's like, Oh, like if you get, if you repaired your roof, like it's not leaking. So therefore you shouldn't have to repair your roof. (laughs) Like don't put it on a new roof if you don't need it, like type of thing. But, uh, true. True. I mean, it's clearly they need to step up and like, this is a clear way to do that and like fix their game. And we're just going to see more and more like, legal intervention by governments and lawmakers to be like, nah, bro, 
<laughs> and I think we'll it see. just comes yeah. from the, yeah. the yeah. outrage. Only, only the game industry can you, are you allowed to release a broken-ass product, right? Every other yeah. thing has like uh, rules and regulations uh, done by the government. I, I personally don't want the government's hands in a lot of this, but you know, at, at a certain point. Um, I think developers are starting to learn. Uh, I think a lot of the... Uh, quick switch developer, you know, pro publishers got scared by uh, CD Projekt Red uh, with the Cyberpunk release because you know a company as big and with, with as much goodwill as that to have to force like Sony and Microsoft to accept refunds of that game. Yeah, was I mean, huge. Force the distributors um, to change their policy and like that's one way to like you know instigate the changes. Have like one bad player like. Do something so outrageous that everyone like has to yeah. be like, all right, we need new rules. And yeah. like the rules used to be like that as well. Like whenever you're pushing a game out to gold, where the game had to work. Whereas like it, it switched off. Like that's why I'm the curious. What, how what the fuck happened with the gold certification? Right, some of these there games was, are broken as hell. Just <laughs> during like 360, it was like they started making like one exception after the other, and the then patches, they're like day one patches. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, oh, we can do day one patches now, and then people were like, well, we know this, this, and this is broken, and like here's our fixes for it, and they're like, yeah, all right, go ahead, you rascals. Yeah. Uh, and then that got to the point where like, oh, this is just broken now, <laughs> and the day one yeah. patch didn't day one do patch shit. Is cool. You know, yeah, it was not cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another problem the modern day industry has is the day one patch. Don't release broken shit. How about that? How about yeah. that's the day one patch? Fucking delay it a month. Uh, don't release broken shit. How about that? You know, that's my yeah. that's my thought. Yeah, and that's so. you know, you're seeing uh, the bigger players, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, like stepping up with like uh, new rules because of busted and games. Games that aren't busted. Halo yeah. Infinite aside, you know, Psychonauts was great on release. Uh, Forza Horizon was great on release. Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West, great on release. Ratchet and Clank, great on release. So I think these first person studios are doing something. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you're also hopefully, seeing like a lot of uh, engines getting to maturity as well, where they true. know how to work with like hardware and various hardware and, and services where it's not the guessing game that it was even like 10 years ago <laughs> where it was like, we don't know how to get a game onto this Nintendo uh, device. Like this is uh, everything's kneecapped with like whatever the hardware side. So it's harder to port to, or like, you know, companies running like their own weird jank backend software. Like everything's becoming more and more standardized as well for the, the hardware yeah. distribution part. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I, yeah, man, I think, I think it'll get better before it is. And I think hopefully this is the last, like these next two years are the last time we'll have to deal with widespread releases of just straight jank. I don't think it will be, words. <laughs> you know, you, one can hope. Uh, yeah, man. So that's our time. Uh, you know, I just got to say, um, you know, what's everyone else thinking about Elden Ring? Um, is there, has there been a game on release that's fucking broken as shit that you just plow through regardless because you're enjoying the game so much? Um, and vice versa. Are there games that you just stopped playing because they're too broken to even, you know, give it a go? Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Time heals all wounds yeah. as long as you keep working on it. So we'll see how that goes. Any final thoughts, Chip? Or uh, It's kind of like this, what you're parodying, what you said earlier. Like if you're a smaller developer, like get other eyes on it early to try it out and test out your game and see how things break. And uh, if you're a bigger developer, pay people, pay, pay, pay the man, Dana, uh, to <laughs> come out the there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. Well, this is, that's our time. Uh, I am Mr. Gimpy, and that's uh, 
Chipmunk. And we are the Combo Wombo Podcast. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care, everybody. Peace. We out.